Hey everybody, welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me today is the guy who will not stop taking a dummy to school, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? He's my best friend, Brandon. I can't stop myself. Please. I can't stand next to you while you're carrying that dummy. Too bad. I won't have it any other way. All right, fine. How are you and your dummy doing this week, Cortland? I'm doing all right, Brandon. Uh, I got another episode of Goosebumps going on right now here, so... okay. Yeah, yeah. Episode seven. We're kind of almost done with with Goosebumps already. we're getting there. We're getting there. We're inching towards the end game now. Yeah, not going to lie, Brandon. Um, Just to kind of get into the episode, just to touch here already. Sure. I knew... I knew there had to be a filler episode, and we found it. <laughs> Call off the search. Yeah. We found it, folks. Look, we knew 10 episodes was a lot of time for Goosebumps. There had to be at least one filler episode, and this is this is the first one. I don't know if there's more, but this is the first one. So this episode, Give Yourself Goosebumps, is named after the like choose-your-own-adventure version of Goosebumps, mm-hmm. which were always... Not the best Goosebumps ones, because, you know, the story can go in so many different directions that none of them are particularly great. Yeah, I never finished one. Yeah, so those are filler Goosebumps books, and this is a filler episode. Makes sense, makes sense, I guess. I mean, when I heard the title, Give Yourself Goosebumps, and most of this episode honestly takes place in one singular room, I thought we were going to get a little episode where, like, the kids go off and do their own things, kind of give them each, like, some more screen time from the first five episodes where we got, like, one episode per kid. Not much of that goes on. This episode was more like, oh yeah, Isabella, and then we get to see what she wants to do. I kind of forgot she was a character because she stopped doing things, but she's back and she's better than ever. But all right. So what did you think of this episode? Like, yes, it's filler, but was it good filler or bad filler in your mind? Uh, I thought it was fine, Brandon. Like, yeah, it's filler, but it was whatever. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a fine episode. I'm still enjoying the series. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just see where it goes from here. Hey, all right, let's do it. Okay, so after, like, an incredibly long recap of this entire season, which takes minutes and minutes, and I didn't skip it, I missed (laughs) my chance to skip it, so I watched the whole thing. We start the episode back where we left off, and then it's, like, more recap, because we see the last little bit of last episode where they're like, hey, how do you know all this stuff, Justin Long? And then he's like, I'm Biddle! So... That happens, he turns into the fire ghost and he disappears, and the kids freak out. They're like, alright, let's get out of this house. So they try to escape out the front door, but when they open that door, outside is now some kind of Are You Afraid of the Dark, Gary-style black void. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I called it. I was like, the kids are just going to get up and they're going to run out the front door, which they did. Sure. But it didn't get them very far. Yeah. Which makes sense, because... Like, the world that they're in right now doesn't actually exist. Why is that, Brandon? Because they're in a scrapbook. A scrapbook? Oh, jeez. Yes, if you would have watched the ten minute recap of the season, I d- you, would I have, didn't. you would have remembered, ah, yes, they're in the scrapbook right now. Okay. And it would be very weird for there to be an entire Earth just in that scrapbook with all the billions of people living their lives. Hmm. Are we all just in a scrapbook, Brandon? <sighs> we can't. Cortland, we can't do this. All right, all right, sorry. But yes, definitely. Margot realizes that they don't know how to get out of the scrapbook. And we get a quick flash and we see that the kids in the real world are all just sitting in that 
auditorium, black-eyed mannequins just sitting still. Yeah, they're all just like, dumb. Isabella thinks, hey, my mom will start freaking out soon and just come get us and it'll all be cool. Sure. But they think that, you know, the parents have been pretty busy lately with all their own shit, which is true. I don't think they're not in the auditorium. They're in his they're in the middle house, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I realize that, but I'm not going to change it. And if anyone complains, they can just they can at me at Twitter. It's fine. Yes. Engagement. Exactly. <laughs> All um, <in> the plan. <laughs> Meanwhile, we see that Justin Long in the real world is using all of the kids' phones to send texts to their parents, telling them like, "Hey, be cool. I'm not going to be around. I'm busy. Don't worry." Yep, which is a genius plan. So smart, I love Justin it because uh, he sends one to like James's mom, and James's mom background like we we take a look at that on her phone. And it's this awkward picture of James in, like, some kiki overalls from Are You Afraid of the Dark. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Beautiful touch. We cut to Nora, who's still in the loony bin, and they're telling her that she can go, but also she can totally stay there if she wants. Yeah, it's comfy there. They give her food. Yeah. And Nora is like, fuck that, of course. But she reveals that she's been pocketing all the pills that they were trying to give her to keep her drugged up. And she has so many. She's been there for like two days and they she she pulls out like two dozen pills. It's crazy. Yeah, they wanted to keep her silenced. And Victoria is like, hey, be cool, baby. Like, we don't got to tell the authorities all this. Mm-hmm. So Nora just leaves and she runs into Justin Long and he's like, oh, I was looking for you because yeah. of our mutual friend, you know. And she's like, huh? And she realizes that he's Harold Biddle, so she runs and screams. Yeah, she like looks in a a reflection, and it's like, wait a second, you're not Justin Long, you're Harold Biddle. Yeah, so she's like, oh, it's Harold Biddle, the fire ghost coming back to get me, which makes her like even more crazy, and they should just take her back. Yeah, it's funny, they're still in the elevator of like the loony bin, and she runs out screaming, and everybody's just like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, oh well. So she goes home to make sure that Slappy is still secured. She's got him kept in a duffel bag in a little room. And Colin shows up and he's like, dude, you got out of the loony bin and you didn't even tell me? Yeah, what? Rude. So he wants to like celebrate, but she's very determined. She's focused. She's she's doing this Slappy business. Yep. So she leaves with the dummy in a bag, and Colin is like, can't you even tell me what's going on? Because remember, he's still totally in the dark. He wasn't part of that high school murder crew. But Nora can't tell him shit. So he says, fine, you can go, but don't come back until you're ready to talk. Damn, okay, setting boundaries, Colin. Yeah, she goes. Back in the scrapbook, the kids are just hanging out, and they're starting to get pretty restless because they're just in a house nothing to do it's really boring Margot suggests that they explore the house but then they like have a little bit of an argument about whose fault this all is that they're stuck here and you know everyone seems to agree that it's Margot's fault. it's Margot's fault yeah back in the real world nora is very slowly driving somewhere and we see that someone is following her in a car and it's hmm, it's just it long <laughs> oh okay it keeps being filmed like it's trying to keep it a secret but like obviously it's justin long I mean, who else would it be? Uh... Yeah, so she's driving so slow. Back in the Big Brother scrapbook house, the kids hear a noise. They, like, immediately freak out, and they all grab weapons. 
They grab things around the house, and it turns out to be Justin Long. Yeah, but yeah. Not just Justin Long, the real Justin Long. I don't get why it took him so long to come out because these kids were like screaming and stuff, and then now he's like, "Oh, hey guys, it's the gang." It's like, dude, why didn't you come out like an hour ago? Yeah, so this is the actual teacher that got possessed by Harold Biddle. He's been stuck here, I guess, this whole time. Yeah, because he says like, oh, I've been here since I inhaled that ghost boy. But it's like, no, that morning you like walked to school and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, he definitely should have been here from the very start. So the kids are all very ready to murder him because they don't really believe him. But mm-hmm. he explains himself saying that he was just doing a crossword puzzle and then he just got possessed by a ghost. And he's been yeah. here since Isaiah's accident on the football field. Right. And the kids are like, yeah, that was like a really long time ago. What are you doing? But I guess he wouldn't have been here in the scrapbook when the ghost was there. There can't be two Justin Longs. So that'd be absurd. No, never. So Harold Biddle as Justin Long was in the house like a few minutes ago. I guess so. So the real Justin Long would have been somewhere, but maybe not there. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I guess it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. Unless we're not supposed to trust him. I don't know. So Colin goes to see Isaiah's dad. And he just wants to have a guy chat about relationship stuff. He's like, hey, is there a secret I don't know about Nora? Did you guys, like, run over a doll or something in high school? And Isaiah's dad is like, what? And Colin leaks that she's ah. had, <laughs> she she has this doll in a duffel bag, and Isaiah's dad freaks out, and he just leaves. He leaves his own house. Yeah. He just drives off. Yep, he's just out. He's like, where is she at? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Back in the scrapbook, Isaiah is like, how did no one notice you were possessed by a ghost? Like, Good question. You were acting like a total possessed by a ghost person. And the kids are like, are you a loser? Yeah. He's just he's just a fucking weirdo, I guess. Justin Long says that he's been there for a while and that there's no exit. And he sounds very defeated. But Isabella is not having any of this. She says that these kids need an inspirational moment. He's their teacher, and he's got to inspire them. Yeah. So Justin Long starts to just recount the situation, explain where they're at. They're in this house. They're stuck there, and I don't know, must be in Harold Middle's head or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't get very far with this this inspirational speech. But while this is happening, Isabella sees some light from under the door. Yeah, I thought it was the basement door because that would have made more sense to me, but it's the mm-hmm. front door. Yeah, it's the same door they already looked out. Right. So they open it, and there's a big white light, like very down below in the black abyss. Okay. And someone makes a comment like, Justin Long, you've been here this long and you never opened this door? Yeah. But yeah. again, this is the same door that they just looked out and didn't see the white light either. Very true. Isabella decides that she's going to go down into that abyss. They're going to make a big rope out of bed sheets and curtains. And she's just going to spelunk into the abyss. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like I said, this is the Isabella episode. They're like, we forgot about her. She (laughs) gets some more time. Isaiah's like, hey, why doesn't Lucas go? 
because he wants to get rid of Lucas's competition. He's like, just kill Lucas, please. Yeah, I love that part. Where he's like, why don't I mean Lucas already does a bunch of stupid shit. Why don't we just make him go? Yeah. Lucas is like, nah, it's It's fine. Yeah. So like in this episode, Isabel is like tough action chick, and everyone's like, yeah, Isabel is tough. And I never really got that impression from her before. Me she too. Was, she was like yeah. the loser that no one liked, and so she was like a troll. But now they quickly characterize her as like badass. Yeah, I don't know why they do that either. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it's fine. I'll take it. That's whatever. Sure. She's got to do something. Justin Long is like, wait a second. This is crazy. You can't just go down into a black abyss. Let's just accept that we're never going to get out of here and yeah. play charades or something. Yeah, play charades for eternity. And the kids are like, no. Nope. So she's like, nah. And she just goes down. She repels down into that light, which leads to the school. Right. But like the 90s version of the school. Awesome. Yeah. She hears a little spooky laugh and she follows it to a stage. And she goes on stage and she looks out into the crowd and it's filled with people who are turned into dummies. Yeah, it looks pretty creepy. I think they did a good job. It does. Are these all the people who've been turned into the dummies? I hope that's what it is. Well, that would be cool. But also, considering what happens next, like, I don't know, maybe it doesn't make a difference. Isabella's like, oh, fuck this, I'm out. Because those dummies are freaky. And the other kids pull her up out of the school just as it, like, collapses and explodes. Right. So that segment of the scrapbook is gone. I guess. Yeah, because in the car, fake Justin Long as Harold Biddle is done with his chewing gum. So he rips out a page of the scrapbook that he like meticulously made and loves and uses it to like spit out his gum. Yeah. And that crushes the school that Isabella's in for some reason. So that that's all the people who've been turned into d- the dummies but kept alive somehow are gone now? I don't know. Like... Uh, that would be Harold Biddle's parents, too. Yeah. Okay. So Justin Long is in his car following Nora, and then something changes suddenly, and he's Justin Long, but the real Justin Long. Right, because they're, they're trying hard to, like, pull Isabella up out of the abyss, and he smacks his head on a wall, and it poofs him into the real world for a minute. Yeah. But Justin Long sees Harold Biddle in the rearview mirror, and then he's back to being Justin Long. But not the real Justin Long. <laughs> Alright, this is getting confusing. Yeah, it is. Like, in the real world, he becomes the real Justin Long again, but then he goes back to being possessed. Right. Isabella comes up in the scrapbook, and Isaiah is like, Oh, Isabella, that was so awesome. And it's like this moment that they're they're vibing together, and even Margot's like, oh, I ain't saying nothing. Right, it's weird. Which is another thing, where it's like... They really were pushing Isaiah and Margot at the beginning. And then we're like, no, Margot's going with Lucas now. So Isaiah needed someone. So now they're just very suddenly like, oh, he likes Isabella. Uh, yeah. <laughs> These things like this. The show's 10 episodes, but it's like multiple series of story arcs happening with these relationships. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Very. Isabella tells the others what she saw down there. And yeah. Isaiah's dad arrives now at the mine that we saw a few episodes ago. And he's like, this is a place we 
promised never to return to. He's there with James's mom. Yeah, because now he's in James's mom's car for some reason. We didn't get to watch him get out of his truck and go into her car. Yes. But that's he, fine. He tore out of his driveway to drive to James's house to get in James's mom's car and drive to the mine. Yep. Which I guess makes sense. He needed her to, like, get the keys or whatever because they own that mine. Yeah. Uh, so he goes down into the mine and he finds where they buried Slappy down there. And sure enough, Slappy ain't there anymore. He came all the way here just for that confirmation, I guess. Doesn't trust Colin. But one of the fake James clones is there. Forgot about them. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to murder you. And then I'm going to murder James's mom. Cool. Okay. And Isaiah's dad has a rope that he used to rappel down into the, the shaft. But the fake James throws that rope down. So now Isaiah's dad has no way to get up. Oh, fuck. Then we cut to James's mom. She's still sitting in the car, and she sees the fake James. And she's like, oh, hey, James, what's up? And hey, he baby. starts he starts talking to her about, like, hey, you really thought you were going to get away with killing Harold Biddle? And she's like, huh? You isn't, James. So fake James picks up a hunk of wood and attempts to beat her with it. Damn. But Isaiah's dad somehow comes to save the day and, uh knocks fake james out of the way yeah he just gets up out of that mine shaft like it's no problem i guess it was literally like 30 seconds ago that they were like how is isaiah's dad gonna get out of this one and then he just does off screen yep and it's just fine so james's mom kills fake james into goo which even though he's fake it's got to be a bad thing to see as the mom yeah you got yeah i assume so yeah that's got to be somewhere in her mind for the rest of her life. Yeah, he wha- she whacks him with the 2 by 4 that he was about to hit her with, and then he just fucking explodes, and it's like, damn. So back in the scrapbook, Justin Long is like, wait, something just happened, guys. Something hit me, and then I went into the real world. Mm-hmm. So he tells someone to hit him again, and Lucas hits him, and that makes him pop back into the real world. So okay. we find out that Justin Long can just travel between worlds by getting hurt which i don't know why that doesn't make any sense but whatever the part that i don't get brandon is like pain makes him go back to his body as he says mm-hmm. why don't the kids punch each other to wake themselves up i don't know okay it's exclusive to justin long i guess maybe it's because justin's long's body is like in use right now by harold biddle i guess okay it works on possessed bodies i don't know so the plan is to get Justin Long into the real world so that he can write them away out of that house in the scrapbook. Okay, that's fair. Sure. Now we see Nora arriving at a little general store. Then the person who's following her arrives, and it's, you know, Justin Long Biddle. And right. Justin Long gets punched, which brings him into the real world. And he's like, oh, hey, Nora. What's up, Nora? And she doesn't hear him, I guess. Or no, sees cause... that it's him and drives the fuck away because he, like, tried to attack her at the <laughs> loony bin. Yep. Then the her- like the, the Harold Biddle ghost punches Justin Long back into the scrapbook. This part's kind of boring to me. <laughs> well, it's the very end. I know. <laughs> it's just it... kind of... It, it just kind of cements itself as the filler episode with all of this back and forth business. Lucas punches Justin Long again, and then Justin Long picks up the scrapbook. But Harold Biddle 
is fighting him from the inside, and he's, like, trying to control his own body. And Biddle calls Justin Long a dork, which... Oh, no. That hurts. In the 90s, that's the worst thing you could be called. Yeah. And the scrapbook ends up being thrown into a water puddle. Right. We go back into the scrapbook, and, like, we saw earlier that things that happen to the scrapbook physically affect the scrapbook world. Mm -hmm. So the house starts beginning to leak water and it's like getting real moist up in there. Oh my God. And black hole sun starts playing and we fade out. Yeah. Kids like fall through the floor. Yeah. So. Okay. They're in in danger. Yeah. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. Uh, Not a lot happens in this episode because most of the time is just spent static in one room. The parents just find out things that we kind of already knew. Not, it's not a lot going on. It's just like, then we go back here, and they're like, oh, we can go to the real world. Then we go to the real world, and it's like, oh, we can go back to Scrapbook. Not my favorite episode. It's okay, though. You can't. They can't all be winners. That's fine. Yes, that is fine. Oh, well. So next week, Cortland, we have You Can't Scare Me. Oh, okay. Mud Monsters. Yes, it's sure to be Mud Monsters. Uh, it's going to be Courtney coming out and being like, actually, guys, I'm the best character ever. Let me talk about that. I would fucking love that. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. That would be amazing. But that's next week. I mean, I'm sure they're they're probably going to get out of the scrapbook pretty quick. We can't spend another entire episode or even a half an episode in the scrapbook. Yeah, they're going to get had, out. We had one whole flashback and now one whole kid stuck in the scrapbook. Like we need to we need to get to move on. Exactly, yeah. I'm sure they're going to get out of that, and then they're going to go to Nora's cabin, which is where Lucas said that, that she was going. So, yeah, it shouldn't be. It should be a good episode. I think it'll probably be back on track after that kind of speed bump, if you will. Yeah. All right. Well, that's next week. Join cool. me. Sounds for good. You can't scare me. All right. I'll All talk right. to you next week then, Brian. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.